Welcome today. We've got some very special guests with us and I'm really looking forward to talking to them, but also for you to listen and hear from them as well. Um, they're two very well-known people in our world. One of them, you know, is kind of just, you know, more like a cousin at the moment, a family member we don't see as often, but I'm so excited we can have her with us as well. So today we're going to be talking to Pastor Robin Stevenson, who is in Hong Kong, which is exciting. Say hello, Rob. Hi, everyone. And our other very special guest, like I said, is being part of our IC family, but, you know, just starting a new journey in London, Pastor Hans. Say hello to everyone. Hi, guys. Miss you. Oh, so good. Well, we thought, you know, you're our two girls that have, you know, up to left the most recently it would be really great to have a conversation with you and you know i know our girls love you both very much so we just wanted to have a bit of a chat today and well first of all maybe hun why don't you kick us off how are you tell us about life tell us about you guys for those who don't know me i'm married to are have two little kids we moved to um london october last year it's something we felt like god's called us to do for many, many, many years now. And I think we had planned to go early in the year, but, you know, March happened, the pandemic happened. We're like, oh, we'll just, we'll just pause, you know, and we prayed about it and we feel, still felt like God, you know, he hadn't changed his plans. You know, he knew what was going to happen. And we just, at the end of the day, we're rooted in trusting God. So we're like, all right, he knew this was going to happen. Let's just, let's just go. So here we are. Um, it's been a, it's, it's been better the last few weeks. It was rough. Like, I think we got here, we were in quarantine for two weeks and we got out on Monday and lockdown started Wednesday. Awesome. Like, yeah, it was great. I'm like, well, God is still on the throne. Um, so we, it, I think we had a few weeks in December where we could, you know, go around and do things because we were on like a less restriction. But then lockdown happened again in, you know, right at the beginning of the year. We've been homeschooling which um, I don't want to describe it because I don't think, I don't think it's appropriate. <laughs> you need healing still, don't you? You need and the kids do too, yeah. Yeah, it was um, uh, everyone experienced a bit of a trauma, <laughs> but we are getting there. Kids have been back at school for the last few weeks now, so th- things are looking brighter. Yeah. So that's, that's where we're at the moment. And I can see daylight where you are. Actually, it's quite nice. Oh, it's oh, it's spring here, Pastor Joe. <laughs> you know how in Brisbane, I don't know what it was like in Mumbai, um, Rob, but Brisbane, it's like it's either really hot and wet or slightly hot, you know. Yeah. But, but here, so we didn't really have seasons, but, you know, spring is here and is, everything is blossoming and the days are longer. Before, I think it was like around just before 4 o'clock, it's dark, like pitch dark. Wow. Now, wow. Yeah. Yeah, the sun's setting around 6.30 now. It's... um. We have sunlight. I see. I'm like, oh, the sky is blue. <laughs> Things we take for granted. So it's 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 looking brighter. Oh, that's so good. What about Rob? You know, just tell us a bit about you know how you guys are going. Yeah, we're going really well. So we we actually landed in Hong Kong uh, only a few weeks ago, um, but most obviously to start with, we had three weeks quarantine in a hotel, which was surprisingly okay I didn't mind it it was it was actually a really good family time we just spent time together and a great forced rest which was nice but um yeah since then it's really just 
fighting our feet, adjusting to a whole new city and a whole way of doing things. It's definitely much easier than Mumbai. I love Hong Kong. It's a beautiful city. It's a great city. Um, You know, just finding out where's my new hairdresser, Um, where do I go to a GP, Um, where do I find sheets aside from Ikea, Um, you know. So it's been fun just getting to obviously move into a house and um, set that up and get the kids set up in school, which has been good. Obviously, um, Hong Kong is not in lockdown lockdown so everything's quite open we're allowed to go to restaurants you know um, cinemas are open everything's open but there's just some restrictions to everything um um, we unfortunately can't meet have in-person services yet we are really looking forward to having those one day but um we've just been enjoying just getting to know leaders and meeting individuals in the church um but yeah it's just Find, finding the new norm, our new re- routine in Hong Kong, um, which is what have, we have been doing up until this point. But I think we're starting to really feel settled now, like we're getting familiar with things. We're getting to know the city a lot more. And obviously people have made it a lot easier. We've got some great people in the church who've been so willing to go out of their way to help us, which has been so nice. Um, yeah, but, you know, it's just, it's just exciting getting to know things. At times you're like, oh, it's a bit easier at home because I know where to go to get that or do that. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. We're starting to settle, I think, which is nice. Yeah, feel at home. <laughs> I love that, you know, one of the major things they're trying to find is a hairdresser. You know, isn't that funny? So important, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Han? Have you found a hairdresser? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not, um, it's, they're not allowed, everything's closed. Oh, they're still closed. Oh. Yeah. So. <laughs> Maybe give us some insight. Actually, I heard a funny story uh, just today that a guy from London um, was moving back to Australia, been in London for 10 years, came back to Australia just recently, and it ended up being his sister's wedding around the same time. And he just actually was overwhelmed at a wedding in Queensland, full dancing, you know, no masks, no one even considerate of anything, you know, just embracing life. He actually was really, he actually got quite anxious as someone was telling me. So, all right, tell us, you know, which you could imagine thinking you've been in lockdown, go, why are these people, they're crazy people. So what actually can and can't you do, maybe give us an insight into that. Um, so schools are open last few weeks, the essential shops, you know, like grocery stores, pharmacies, um, oddly enough, like your, you know, like an equivalent to Bunnings, cause you know, it's essential that you refurb your house during this time. <laughs> um, and I think that's about it. Wow. wow. So everything else is closed. Um, you know, I see on, I see on the news, you know, police will, you know, when you hear like a police bust, you think like, you know, drugs or firearms <laughs> or police bust a hairdressers, because you know, people are illegally getting haircuts. But that, right. that's, uh, that's life at the moment. When we go outside, we just wear masks everywhere. So unless you're in an open space yeah. and there's not that many people, unfortunately, mm-hmm. there's many people everywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that, so we've, We've been since the kids went back to school. We've got we picked some of these up. They're um they're COVID tests that you oh. do at home. Wow, yeah. we don't yeah. have those. No, but you don't need them. It's <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah. I think it's you know to protect the students and the teachers because they're interacting a lot more now, and we yeah. do that every week. So I don't 
I didn't get any COVID tests done in when I was in Brisbane because I didn't have any symptoms. I wasn't well, uh, unwell or anything. But like that's it's really unpleasant. It's like yeah, you know, it's not nice. <laughs> like someone's tickling your brain. Like that's how far up you have to go. Um, and for, fortunately for the kids, it's just a swab in the throat. So that we do that yeah. once a week. I think it's recommended we do it twice. We forget. So it's once a week. Um, so that's that's what life is looking at like at the moment. Um, this so this weekend it we're on a roadmap they call it so um, you can meet in families in two family groups now so at the moment you can't meet anyone like there is no one so it, it's been hard for us because we've moved here it's hard meeting I, I, there was like I said there was a few weeks in December where I got to meet some of my neighbours um, get this Joe I've been to church I think four times wow. like mm. four times you know and exciting. <laughs> so besides that's all being online and even when we were at church you know everyone has a mask on I don't I don't I don't know who anyone is um so you know we see them in zoom prayer meetings and things like that but it's you know it's a little bit different when there's been no history there um the kids are going well you know they've got friends and it's a bit hard because they're like can we go and play with stones so I'm like no you, you can't mix like you, you simply can't mix and um, so, you know, I'd like to organize play dates after this weekend, but that's, so everything is just, it's, it's lockdown and it's, um, you know, stay at home is a directive at the moment. So if you don't need to go out, don't go out. And that's what we've been doing. Yeah. Right. And so in churches online, small gathering to broadcast, that kind of thing. And, and that's the, the same for you too, Robin, isn't it? Just broadcasting church online. Yeah. Just broadcasting church. We do. We're not. We're not allowed to meet in group, uh, larger groups than four. Um, so your restaurants can. You can have four, and there'll be a piece of perspex in between tables and things, which is kind of weird. And you have to wear a mask everywhere you go. So it was a bit hard to adjust to at first, but we're kind of getting used to it. Um, there've been days I've just actually just done my eye makeup. <laughs> I don't see anything other than that anyway. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's funny because we meet people for the first time and if you sit down and have a meal, of course, you can take your mask off and it's like, oh, wow, that's what you actually look like. I just because you, yeah, I usually see the eyes. But, yeah, it's, a, it's tough. It's been tough, like transitioning a church um, and taking on a church and not being able to meet people because, you know, pastoring is just, it, it's a lot of feeling, you know, you're getting around people, you're having conversations with them, um, getting an idea of where they are and, and what they think of you and the new the change, but you can't do any of that, especially on Zoom. So it's an interesting time, but um, yeah, it's it's going well. We're really, we're excited um, with uh, what how things are going so far. Yeah. And I guess Han as well, Arde probably hasn't met a lot of people and yet he's preaching on Sundays and uh, they're probably going, well, that's this new guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, because connect groups are still running, and he visits connect groups via Zoom, right? Oh. So he he still gets to meet a few people here. But you know, when you send emails and it's like, oh hey, this person you know said something. Do you want to contact? Or there's photos or something, and he'll be like, who? <laughs> he, he just he hasn't connected the dots as mm. to who is who. And with the times he has seen them, it's it's all mask. Mm. So you know, it's like you say, Rob. It's like. I can recognise you from your onwards. Yeah, that, that's it. Isn't that funny that you, you'd think just seeing someone's eyes, you'd know what they look like? Yeah. But it's not true, is it? No. It's quite strange. Yeah. All right. So how do you discover, Robin, we might just start with you. How do you discover yeah. a new city and, just, you know, 
in the middle of COVID? How do you actually go about discovering a new city? Oh, um, uh, the best thing, Google is amazing. I Google everything. And um, before we moved here, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. So <laughs> I'd watch half an hour long um, videos of someone just walking through Hong Kong just to get a feel for the city, an idea of the city. So even um, I've been out with people or I've been out exploring the city. And I'm like, oh, I've seen this before on YouTube. Um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of funny. So, but um, I think, you just got to get out there and explore. I think, um, yeah, it's going to be different. There's going to be things that are not familiar, but it's just getting out and exploring. And I think that's what I've done as much as I can um, with, with the limitations I can. And I ask loads of questions. Um, I don't care about looking dumb because really when it comes to finding, discovering a new city, I am dumb. I have no idea. So I ask loads of questions. <laughs> I even went to a um, Chinese doctor for the first time and had acupuncture. I know. I'm like getting out there and exploring everything. Um, I think it's the best way to adjust. You get to know what you like, what you don't like. I've got some of my favourite areas already. Um, yeah, some, I'm starting to get favourite restaurants and coffee shops as much as I can. Yeah, but, um, yeah, just explore. Don't, don't look for the things that are the same. Just get out there and see what's out there. You might discover something that you've never known or seen or thought of before but it ends up being a, a, um, something you'd love and enjoy so yeah so Han Robin just said coffee tell us about coffee in London oh. <laughs> <laughs> like my don't go coffee. there <laughs> well we found a place unfortunately so one of our neighbors um they're, they're, they're Aussies as well and I think um they're just like oh the, just go here okay like just these are your two and so we've, and that's, you know, one of them is Ares local now. He goes there every day when he goes out for his walk. We go there on the weekend. Um, so we found a place, I think, because it's expensive here. You know, when you buy something and it's expensive, but it's good, you, you're, you're okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but when it's expensive and it's not good, oh, you should hear us whinging. <laughs> like, we just sound like a couple of old people. You know, and I think our kids are like, you, you should know. You should know now. Um, but we fortunately found a place. Um, look, I do, I do indulge in a Starbucks every now and again. Oh, and I yeah. say indulge yeah, because it's really expensive. <laughs> but that's, yeah, we're okay. We've, I got a coffee machine for my birthday. So the family in Australia ordered us a coffee machine. And I think I was like, thank you. You love me so much. So it's <laughs> It's better, and I think it's just one of those things you accept, you know. Um, but it's funny. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm not accepting this. That's that's mm. unacceptable. So when we go out to places, he just won't. If he doesn't know it's good, he's like, no, nah, I'm not having it. I'm like, oh. okay, I'll have it. You can hear me whinge. Han, <laughs> <laughs> what's something really quirky that, you know, just so un-Australian, so different from Australia? Has there been anything that you just went, oh, that's different, that you've experienced while you've been there? You probably haven't been out enough, have you? <laughs> oh, it's probably not quirky, but I think my 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 brain understood it, but I didn't quite understand it until we got here. And it was people. There's just so many people. Sure. <laughs> and and you know when like for straight, if you go to the post office, you choose a certain time of the day where it's not busy. You know, there's no lines. That's not the case here. There's always a line. Like, there's always a line everywhere. Um, 
there's always people everywhere. And I think it's, it's worse on the weekend because we're trying to socially distance, but you go to a park and there's, oh, actually, this one I found was a little bit quirky. So this week the sun's been out, right? But it's still about 12 degrees, 13 degrees. That's right? so, cold. <laughs> well, it's been really nice, you know, like wearing T-shirts and things like that. But oh. when you go... <laughs> No way. <laughs> I'm in thermals in Brisbane. But, you know, it's, oh. when the sun's out, it's actually really nice. And Monday, Ade's got a day off and we went to just a, it's not a park, it's like a patch of green grass, which they're everywhere here. And it was, there were stacks. Of, and I'm talking Monday, middle of the day, you would think it would be less busy. No, there's people everywhere. And the funniest thing I thought was just the amount of clothes they had on, Right. A guy, there was a few people just didn't have a shirt on. They were just like sunbaking. Oh, oh my God, it's crazy. It's not hot. But it's not hot. <laughs> in the middle of the city. That is so funny. It's just basking <laughs> in the sun, you know, and there's just things like that. And um, I, I guess it's quite special because, you know, when we came here with the kids in their school uniforms, I they're not strict on uniforms as they are um Australia, I think, and I, I was t- talking to the school. I was like, okay, cool. Now, I haven't seen hats on your your uniform list. Um, like, how yeah. I, yeah, I was like, how about hats? And her response, she she had, she's like, oh, we don't have hats. Like, I can just, she had a lot. And I was just like, but no hat, no play, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that it's the sun, you know, where it's just, we're so used to it over there. It's like, you know, everything you've had, you have sunscreen, but it's just something they're like, if the sun's out, they're like, sun's out, you know, clothes off. <laughs> it's just, so I'm, I'm waiting for summer because I'm just like, oh, if this is what people are doing in 12 degrees, I can't imagine, you know, when it's 19 degrees, it's hot. That's hot. That's really funny. Did you feel like just telling everyone, you're going to get sunburned, quick, put some sunscreen on? Oh, Pastor Joe, they were going red. Like, <laughs> oh. You know, Robin, like, just, you know, I was like, oh, you're getting burnt. Like, just, it's bad for your skin, you know, yeah. but it's like, I'll mind my own business. Oh, that's so funny. What about you, Robin? Anything just a bit quirky? You go, wow, this is not, like, where I've come from. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a few things. Um, there, like, like London, there's people everywhere and at all hours. So my local grocery store is open till midnight um, we, we live near the waterfront. You can go walking and seeing the city, which is beautiful. But there's always people out uh, with their kids at different hours. But everyone is quiet. Like in Australia, if you go somewhere where there's crowds, it's noisy. It's like everyone's talking loud and, and you know, boisterous. But here you can be in the mid- I was sitting at the MTR station. It was peak hour that it was crowded with people all waiting to get on the train. And we're sitting there and I'm like, Sanjay, I can hear a pin drop. It is that quiet in here. Mm-hmm. People are just so respectful of everyone's, you know, um, space and, and everything. So it's so quiet. So that was a bit eerie at first. I thought, well, here comes the Stevensons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> little Zeke's jumping around, you know, mom, mom, mom. And it's like, Zeke, you've got to be quiet here. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's probably a bit interesting. But then the, so obviously you've got your masks on, but then it's the, the um, visors as well. So you see little babies, in, you know, in with their mums, but they've all got little visors on and, and these teeny tiny little masks, which is, oh. yeah, so um 
Yeah, that, but the quiet, I think, is the thing that really shocked me. I'm like, oh, this is not Aussie at all. No, that's funny. It's loud. <laughs> oh, well, let's just move on a bit. Like, you know, obviously you go through very different experiences, probably some similar things in being in a new city and navigating church and, you know, just all of those things, kids in school. But, you know, what's been, what has God been saying to you? What's God been doing in your life, you know, um, in this season? Maybe, huh, do you want to kick us off? Mm. Um, I think for me in the season is I stand, you know, it's just you've done all that you can do, you stand. You know, I think for us uprooting ourselves from, you know, our family, you know, our church and the city we love, um, I think that, that for, I'm like, I've done everything. Like our families, our family's done everything we can. And I feel like at this moment, I, well, for me, I feel that like I'm just not moving. You know, I, I feel like I want to advance. I, 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 want to, I want to see movement or growth or something, mm. activity, right? And there's none of that. Um, there's, besides my family, I don't really interact with any other human being. You know, maybe on FaceTime or the phone, but there's there's just no other interaction. And I think for me in this, at the moment, I, I feel like my God is just telling me you stand. You know, you don't you don't buckle down, you don't fall, you don't crumble, you don't sit. Um, just because you're not taking a step does not mean that things are not moving. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's 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 I feel that that's for me. I, I'm standing at the moment. Yeah. Standing's quite hard. Like I did, you know, you've you've been it before. It's like when you've done everything you can, you just stand. It's like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. But it's when you're in the midst of it, it's like, oh, this is a lot harder than I thought it would be. So I'm standing. Mm. Yeah. Powerful. Robin, what about you? What's like God been doing in you, speaking to you in this season? Yeah, I think um, for me, Joe, because obviously um, I guess the best way to describe it is it's everything's starting afresh but it's just re it's establishing the basics and making the basics so important and, and strong. Do you know what I mean? Um, so for example, finding my prayer spot for any, finding my prayer time, do you know what I mean? It's just establishing those things that um, are your foundation in life. Um, you know, obviously school is one and all it's all lots of practical things, but spiritually it's, it's just making sure that you have, all those very essential things set up first before anything else so that no matter what happens, whatever changes or, or you know, a- anything that comes your way, you, you have a firm foundation on the very solid, basic, standard things to do in your Christian life. And I think that's it. So making, you know, your marriage a priority, your children a priority, church a priority, and just your spiritual life, your relationship with God, I think has been the key for me is just making sure I can have those things established and um, working really, really well so that um, I can build on that, if that makes sense, in any season. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's great. Look, sort of in this season for women, I really felt to have a bit of, um, obviously we have declarations for our church and uh, um, Pan, what we've been declaring over the church, you've probably seen it, is devoted this year. But um, we, we've talked a lot about, you know, revival. It starts with me and that really resonated with me. That's part of being devoted as well. You know, it's not something uh, someone else can't be devoted for you, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, and so this whole thought of it starts with me um, is 
kind of a real theme that I really want to delve into a little bit because, um, you know, obviously that that's so many things, you know, it could be it starts with my attitudes, my responses. And, you know, I guess my question is, well, what does that look like for you? When I make a declaration like that, it starts with me. I quite often find it's not the big things. It's the little things God starts working on in my life that I go, I don't want to deal with that. But, you know, I've got to make some choices that it actually starts with me. What, what does that actually mean to you? Maybe, Robin, I don't know if you want to share around that. When I make that declaration, it starts with me. We talk about revival starts with me. But what does that actually mean to you? Yeah, I think um, especially as a pastor, you find you're always encouraging people to go for more, to to expect, you know, to pray more, um, to believe for more and to go for a revival themselves. But I find that in every area of your life as a parent, as 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 a husband or wife, as a pastor or a leader, you're the example. So I just think, um, that whole idea that it starts in me is I can't expect anyone else to go somewhere I'm not willing to go myself. Mm-hmm. So um, I have to push through the discomfort. I have to push through the, the tiredness and the frustrations and, and um, really try and go there myself. And so for me, revival is a big thing. Like I don't want to do anything unless God's presence shows up. And um, I understand that I'm human. I've got human weaknesses and I can be super pastor, but it's still not going to have the same effect that the presence and the spirit of God has. So I just want God's presence in my everyday, in everything as a mom and as, as a pastor, as a friend. And I think um, just establishing that, that strong relationship with God um, where you obviously first you have an open relationship with him where you feel comfortable to talk with him but also just going after the things of the spirit expecting that when I pray for someone something's going to happen expect that when I head out in the in the day like God's going to speak to me or or lead me or challenge me or convict me sometimes I just want my whole life to be led by the spirit and also just to have a heart outside of myself as well so have a heart for the city have a heart for the nations and actually be praying for those things as well even if it doesn't affect me personally praying for the other churches in our cities do you know what I mean that God would really start to move in every every church because we're the body of Christ so I think yeah that's what it means for me Joe is to have a heart for obviously the everyday where I've got God with me but the heart for my family and um, as an example to my kids as well. But also f- also just having a heart for the for the city that God's put me in and going for revival in that way and praying over it. Yeah, I think that's what it means. Mm. Awesome. I know for me there have been many times I probably thought, oh, God, maybe if I live somewhere else in, you know, like in Hawaii or something, you know, it'd be so much easier. <laughs> I mean, we, we do do that a little bit sometimes and, um, you know, but... It's, I love what you said. It's right where we are in our city, you know, where we are right now that, you know, God actually wants to start doing something in us and through Absolutely. us. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Han? Maybe when I say that, you know, it starts with me, you know, maybe give some of your insight into that. Um, I, it's funny you should mention that because I, I think this is something I've, I've, I've had a, you know, it's, it's been stirring in me for the last little while. Like, you know, I think, like I said, I had a birthday recently and I remember we had cake and I blew out the candles. Candle, sorry, we didn't fit all of the candles. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and like Sarah's like, you know, intensely staring at me. I blew it out and she's like, mommy, what did you wish for? And then she's like, oh, wait, 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 don't tell me, it won't come true. And, you know, she's scattered off. And I think it, it caught me off guard because I sat there and I'm like, oh, I, I didn't wish for anything. 
I didn't wish for anything. And I feel like in this season, I'm just, I'm not asking God for anything. Wow. You know, and that's a little, because I think for a time we were like, because you know, it's quite miraculous that we're here in London, right? So we were, that's what we were praying for. We were believing for, we were pushing for, we were organizing, like our life was just, you know, circulating around this idea. It's like, we get there, but that's our miracle. And you know, when you get your miracle, you're like, whew, yeah, we're good. You know, but I think for me, it starts with the fact that God didn't call me to live just one miracle. He didn't, mm. he didn't just give me one promise. He didn't just say, you just do this one thing and you're cool. Like there's that, that's, and so for me, it's like, it's the awe and wonder of God stirring again, because like I say, I'm just like, I got here and, you know, similar to you, Robin's like, I'm settling in, you know, what, what's the local, which is a little when things are closed, you're like, because we ordered things online, it came, I was like, this is not what I ordered. Um, so we were getting used to that. And I think my mind was so preoccupied with the mundane things of life. I forgot that the God that I serve and that I follow and that I speak to is the God. And, I, and you know, I ask him for simple things like, oh, God, can you, where do I get this? Like just little mundane things. And I forget about the awe and wonder of God. So for me, when it starts with me, my prayer life isn't like, God, please help us make some friends, which is important, right? Mm. But sometimes I feel like with the, our ordinary everyday prayers, we need to also, for me, to pray the prayers that scares me a little. And the prayer that scared me for a while was moving to London. Not scary, mm. it's like, oh, I don't know what to do, but it's like it's the unknown. Yeah. So that's mm. it starts with me. It's like I need to be reminded of who my God is. He's not mm. the God of just little things he is the god of everything so that's that's it starts with me there yeah that's powerful all right then so we're going to finish in a moment but a couple more things like has it ever been easier and i'd assume everyone would say yes to this question uh to blame someone else for your situation or challenges rather than actually go, you know what, I'm just going to own what I can actually own in this season. Um, I know for me there have been times where I felt the Holy Spirit come to me where people maybe have hurt me or hurt mm. Paul, and he just says, now you forgive them. And you go, but why would I forgive them? Because I actually haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember being actually just something that actually probably held me back. So when we talk about it, it starts with me. And yet God was speaking to me about that. And I realized if I don't forgive, I'm going to stay the same. It doesn't matter what happens to them, but I'm going to stay the same. And I'm not going to move forward in the things of God. And I think, you know, when you have those moments, like what you're saying, Han, we can live mundane lives or we can actually live supernatural lives that have a bigger viewpoint. You actually go, well, I don't want to stay the same and I don't want to be carrying out and blaming someone else for my life or what I perceive is happening to me. And I remember an instance that happened to me and I had to forgive someone and not that I felt that I'd even done it, but I had to forgive them and ask God then to forgive me for having such a stinking attitude in the first place. But it was amazing how God brought release in my life and, uh, you know, powerful things began to happen because I went, you know what, I can make some choices. I can actually take some responsibility even in my pain or hurt. I was just wondering um, if either of you want to share, I won't make anyone share if they don't want to, but if you want to share around that, please, we'd love to hear something. Totally. Uh, just one small example, marriage, for goodness sake. Like, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that was your decision, Sanjay, not mine, you know. Yeah, it's easy to, to blame other people for your own, oh, 
oh, God, you can blame your parents. Oh, man, I'm just like my mum. It's like, or I, that's what my dad does. And my, oh, whole, oh, look, I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect. No way. I'm, there's so many areas of my life where I need to take responsibility. As a parent, um, it's easy to blame the kids for their attitudes, but it's like, well, Robin, take check your own. Do you know what I mean? And so, yeah, that it's. Just, I think that's something we face every day, Joe. Like, yeah. I could blame the government, you know, on different things, but it's like, well, how I respond to it is really my choice and how I, I do life. So, yeah, I oh, look. I could get, I could talk all day on that subject. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah. I think it really defines a person who moves forward in their relationship with God as a person mm. who can get stuck in one place. Yeah. And that's what I found when I don't respond to those things that God says, no, you deal with you, you deal with your yeah. issues. Yeah. I find I actually get really stuck. Um, yeah. And then I wonder why I'm stuck, but it's because I'm not willing to actually respond and yeah. deal with some of the things in my life. I don't know, Han, do you want to add anything to that? Um, I can give an example, a really real one, um, homeschooling. You know, we had a chat about it earlier and I laugh about it now, but I think when we were in that situation, um, I just realised I teachers are amazing and, you know, we've, we've all known that. But when you're in a position where you, oh, it was awful. Like for me, for the kids, it was just like this gloom over the family. And I remember like every time I had a moment to myself, it was just like, God, why am I here? Right? Yeah. And, you know, I know all the answers, yeah. right? I have my mother's like, God is good and, you know, he's faithful. But in the midst of, you know, trying to get my kid to understand an adverb, like <laughs> it was so painful. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I kept, you know, there's, for moments I was like, this is Ade's fault. It is most definitely his fault. We are here. He should have gone and we should have stayed in Australia until this pandemic. You know, you come up with all these really rational, logical um, explanations in your mind, right? And then, you know, I blame between God and Pade, those two. (laughs) Never never my decision. I just came along for the ride. And I, Mm. I, I had a moment and I felt like God was just silent and you know, you know when you're really mad and you rant and you scream at someone, they're, they're not going to respond because you don't give mm-hmm. them the space. And he was just silent. And I think when I was exhausted after a week or two, it was, went for a while, I was just like, oh, God, what can I do? Like what? And I, was, I, was, I finally sat and I was silent. And I was like, and, he, and I felt him respond to me. He's like, you know, Han, ever since your kids were little, you've prayed that they've had the best teachers, Right have the best teachers and in this season you are their best teacher wow. and he yeah, said wow. that I was like no I'm not <laughs> it, was, it was like you know my, my father responded to me and here I am ready to argue and again he was silent he was just like you have your moment right I ranted and then I think it was after that moment I was like you know what God's answering a prayer in this moment I am like my, my children's best teacher so for me it was mm-hmm. like a reminder of my prayers that are being answered, which annoyed me a bit further. Mm. But it was, it was mm-hmm. you know, like I just, I just got over myself, yeah. you know. I just, um, yeah, most, most morning prayers are, thank you, Jesus, for patience and kindness and all those things. And, um, yeah, that, that, that for me was, that was hard. Like I, I don't think I've 
struggled with something like that for a while and it involved, you know, my kids who I love the most. Yeah. Right. So that was, yeah, it's, I think you have a moment where you kind of go, I can do this, even though you don't want. <laughs> yeah. And also I find for me, Joe, like I wait for the perfect opportunity or the perfect moment for everything to be perfect yeah. for me to actually accept what I need to change, you know, like, Han, you know, you've got the word from God and we wait for God to tell us or change us or, or say the right thing so we're at a place where we can move on. But I think um, maturity and, and um, is when we can actually just go, I know what to do. I don't need someone to, I don't need God to show up in a big picture or tell me a big word or for things to be perfect and or Sanjay to say the right thing. You just have to, I know what to do in this moment. And it's actually just taking responsibility and, and doing it sometimes, yeah. even when you don't feel like it when, yeah, it's not comfortable. No, I, I always hate it when you go through a season and it might be weeks or months and then you just have this moment where you go, oh, you know, I haven't really responded right in any of this. Mm-hmm. And, or maybe you get a glimpse, this has actually been spiritual warfare and, you know, all those kind of things. And you go, I've been blaming everyone. I'm angry at everyone. Maybe there's something else. But, you know, I think a sign of maturity in our faith is that the gap gets shorter, not longer with those things. Yeah that we recognise, discern and hear from God quicker. You know, I'd I'd prefer not to ever go in that or go down that path, which I'd still do, but, you know, to actually go, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I am empowered to do some things. I may feel powerless, but there are some things that can start with me. You know, I can change my confession. I can change my declaration, you know, some of those things. But uh, I know sometimes you just, you know, the family's been sick, you know, there's financial stress. There's, you know, things that go on and then you just have this moment. You go, oh, hang on a minute. I've just fallen into the trap of the enemy again and yeah. got me good this time and why can't I see yeah. those things? But um, And then we can actually take some authority in those situations. Look, let's wrap it up. But I just want to ask, you know, how do we continually take personal responsibility in our growth? Maybe just some real practical things. I think we know what to do, but maybe can you just give us some things? Robin, do you want to start us off some real practical things that we can keep moving forward, that we can take responsibility? Because, like for you guys, there is no yeah. real church at the moment. So yeah. otherwise, well, I don't have church, so I can't grow. You know, what are some yeah. things that we can really do in this season? Yeah. Well, I think firstly, Joe, um, make sure you, you keep the 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 main things, the main things, definitely keep your prayer life, going to church, surround yourself with good faith-filled people, um, you know, keep your two-way communication going with God, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I think also just, you know, I think it's so important to just stop and actually do a check on your heart. Mm-hmm. What What is going on in my heart? How am I actually going um, towards life towards where I am towards my family towards myself um, I think it's really important to just keep a good check on your heart um, I think because really um, the Bible talks about it's where fruit can either grow or it can be destroyed and so you know it's important for us to make sure if we're moving to move forward you've got to have good soil and it starts in the heart the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks everything flows from the heart so I think it's important to keep a good check on that. This is, a, this is one I think that's really important, but a lot of us don't do, is find a mentor or someone who you allow to speak into your life who is able to be honest with you and blunt with you and say, hey, you need to put your big girl pants on right now. 
and grow up a little bit or you need to forgive that person? Have you ever thought that it might be your attitude, not someone else's? I think having people in your life that can actually um, correct you and direct you. Um, and that, you know, that's important. That's hard to do. It's hard to face the truth, but it's important. Um, and the other thing I think, the last thing I think that is really key is um, just to really um, feed, get, feed yourself, learn to feed yourself. It's one thing, you know, in lockdown for Han and, and I, we can't have church, but it's important yeah. to learn how to feed yourself. You might not always have a sermon. You know, you can't, don't go to your pastor asking them, oh, I'm feeling down, pump me up, pump me up. Learn how to feed yourself. Find, you know, the, the truth in the word, you know what I mean? Seek God until you find him and um, just learn those things. To learn how to find peace in the midst of a storm. Ask God to increase your faith when you're going through challenges. Learn to actually feed yourself so that when you do face challenges, you actually do have the tools in your hands to actually overcome them. So I think, yeah, yeah, That's those right. things are probably the important ones. Mm. That's right. Han, do you want to add anything to that? Oh, I think Robin's covered it perfectly. <laughs> yes, 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 I'll do that. Yeah, no, it's so true. Like, you know, I, I think, look, you know, for you guys, we have not experienced any lockdowns anywhere. We complained of 14 weeks lockdown in Brisbane um, quite, you know, oh, this is terrible, um, you know, when there's like two cases. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's amazing when you feel power taken away from you or um, control taken away from you. And I think even though, you know, Brisbane, you know, Australia is a lot freer now, we constantly have to go, no, I have got choices. I have got things I can actually do in my life. You know, I'm not limited, especially in the spirit. I am not limited in the spirit, you know. I'm not limited in God. I'm not limited in any of those things. And I think we forget that sometimes. We feel limited by the natural. But in supernatural, there are no limits. And so I, I want to thank you, guys. It's been so nice to see your faces today and to hear your voices. And I just know you're going to be just such a blessing to everyone who lives but uh, I don't know any last words Han anything you want to say to the girls missed you guys like enjoy all the things <laughs> we miss seeing you too absolutely anything else Robbie you want to say just in parting words just the same miss you guys keep going strong keep going after God he has great things in store for this year just keep believing and uh, I'm excited to see what God does and opens up and cannot wait to get on a plane and visit again soon <laughs> <laughs> what a luxury, what a luxury. With no quarantine, though. That's the condition. No isn't quarantine. It? quarantine. Yeah. Anyway, great to talk to you girls. Bless you both. Bye. Bye.